Missouri simply had no answer for Brandon Miller of the Alabama Crimson Tide in the second half. But you know what? In the long run, I think this might actually be good for the Tigers next week in March Madness. So I want to explain why coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And yes, for the second time this season, Alabama was just simply better than Missouri. Obviously it went better this time than it did at Mizzou Arena, but second half, really, that was the difference. As I said in the cold open, Brandon Miller was the best player on the floor today, and it wasn't even particularly close. To be that size with his shooting ability and playmaking ability, as I had said back in January when we played the Tide the first time, most years that kid would be a worthy number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Obviously, a couple generational talents possibly joining Miller this year. But regardless, back to the Missouri game, of course, the one thing I do wonder, was Kobe Brown affected by that huge knee to the back of his head? You do have to wonder that. But to be honest, it did seem like Kobe was okay. He was kind of laughing about it afterwards. And mostly it did seem like Charles Bediaco, the Alabama center, and just the length of the tide in general seemed like that was the main issue there. And my goodness, by the way, the play that Kobe Brown got hurt on, what an incredible play by Brown on that play. Great hustle and an even better pass by Brown to Des Moines Hodge for an easy dunk. I thought Brown threw an incredible pass to Hodge, obviously yesterday against Tennessee for a dunk. That one was even better from the seat of his pants, but unfortunately got that inadvertent knee from a very large man to the back of his head. Fortunately, he got up, but again, and, and it seemingly was okay. His head, you know, You'd have to ask him. Pretty bizarre that, I don't know, it didn't seem like he even got much of a concussion protocol type check there. Not even wearing a helmet other than his his fluffy hair. That's all he had to protect his skull there. But yeah, that was uh, quite the shot to the back of the head. But obviously another physical game, as was yesterday's Tennessee ball game, without a lot of touch fouls being called, especially in this one, which favored Alabama, by the way, for sure, as it did Tennessee yesterday. And you know what? I'm not even complaining about that. It just is what it is. I thought, obviously, a little bit more physical of a game is not going to be great for the Tigers necessarily, all things being equal. But since Missouri obviously won the game yesterday, hung in there against maybe the best team in the entire country today, well, actually, I think this will be a good thing in the long run. The fact that the Tigers were able to hang in there and play on a neutral court in two of the most competitive and physical basketball games I've seen in a long, long time. So to me, this could actually be good for Missouri in their chances on Thursday and Friday to get the program's first NCAA tournament win in over a decade. I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously looking forward to selection Sunday, tomorrow, and the whole deal. Unfortunately, that big second half 
by Brandon Miller and the Tide and the loss by Missouri actually overshadowed what was one of the greatest shots I've ever seen in Missouri history, by the way, by Demoy Hodge at the end of the first half. Just for him to even catch the ball and get off a shot from that situation without going out of bounds, was unbelievable. The fact that he was able to get a three-pointer off without stepping on the baseline or stepping on the three-point line there, and he swishes the shot for all intents and purposes, that was absolute insanity, as I put out on Twitter. That's one of the craziest, most highly difficult shots I've ever seen. If Missouri would have somehow pulled that one out, well, I think we'd have remembered that shot forever. Now, Only the diehards are going to remember that one, that's for sure. That'll be kind of a crazy forgotten moment in Missouri history now, unfortunately. And by the way, at the end of the half there, it was sort of unusual. Really, the referees gave Alabama a shot at the end of the half that they should not have had because, well, the way college basketball goes at the end of the half, if a shot goes in, the clock's supposed to keep running. The Tide shouldn't have been able to get the ball in bounds in two and a half seconds, more than likely. But I guess because, again, one of the most astonishing shots I've ever seen in my entire life as a basketball fan, I guess the referees couldn't believe what they saw either, so they stopped the game and go to a replay review. And the review was, well, what were they reviewing specifically? I have absolutely no idea. Was it the clock, perhaps? I don't know. All I know is, again, the actually the Tide don't get a shot off there at the end of the half because Missouri knocks the ball out of bounds. Noah Carter makes a good defensive play, gets a deflection. Well, really, there was .6 seconds thereabouts. You go back and watch it. You could tell that ball goes out of bounds with .6 seconds. But instead, Missouri gets it with .1. And obviously, this isn't the end of the world this isn't the difference in the ball game. The odds of Missouri actually scoring there are, are far less than 1%. I get it. I'm just saying, if we're going to give Alabama the chance to reset, have a chance to actually get off a shot that they absolutely should not have had there by the actual rules of college basketball, I don't know. We just need to be a little bit more consistent there. And if we are going to stop the clock in that situation, well, allow me to suggest a rule change. You know how in college in college football there'll be a, a 10 second runoff, 20 second what I believe it's a 10 second runoff. If it's late in the game and a team commits a defensive penalty that stops the clock, for instance, and they have no timeouts, well, you gotta run it off or you gotta burn your timeout, right? If you still have a timeout, you have that option. Well, to me, Nate Oates should have had to burn one of his timeouts there. Again, Not a big deal in terms of this actual game. I just think moving forward, that's a rule that needs to be looked at. And apparently Missouri felt it needed to take another look at Dennis Gates' contract. Yes, the guy is suddenly looking like a hot commodity, isn't he? But he wasn't being paid like it. Well, that's no longer the case. So let's talk about the decision to extend Dennis Gates' After just one season here at Missouri, but first I want to tell you about Built Bar because guess what, folks? We all want to look good with our shirts off or in our swimming suits, whatever it might be. We're all vain. We'll be, let's be real, but we also want a treat. We want our cake and we want to eat it too. Well, instead, I'll give you a Built Bar and you can eat it too. 
We just got through all this time. Let's not blow it. Get you something with 100% real chocolate that isn't chock full of all the calories and sugar and all the other nonsense you come to expect. From the Impulse Isle, here's the best part. It's only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Check them out at Built.com, Sam's Club, or Walmart. Yes, anything with coconut. That's my favorite, and I think it'll be your favorite as well. So check it out once again, Sam's Club, Walmart, and at Built.com, and thank me later. And by FanDuel Sportsbook. Ladies and gentlemen, we are past the midway point quite a bit of the NBA season now, so that means it's the perfect moment to download FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. And get your new customers, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, and incredibly easy to use. You can bet on everything from money line to point scores, threes drained, NBA Finals futures, the whole deal. Plus, you can even combine bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Well, another upside of Missouri no longer being in the SEC tournament. At least we don't have to listen to Jimmy Dykes anymore. Am I right? My goodness. Anyway, whoever at Disney thinks that uh, he's better than John Sunvold, well, I'll just strongly disagree with those sentiments. But I had to laugh at the end of the game when Dykes was mentioning, of course, Dennis Gates. Hey, he'll be a hot commodity some people will want to hire him away in theory, right? Hey, when Norm names like St. John's and Georgetown came up and I thought, I'm sorry, did I just time travel back to 1985? St. John's? I, I, I don't even know how to respond to that. But I will say one of my colleagues at the Locked On Network, Josh Neighbors, he's a big time Big 12 guy. He pointed out that, well, Man, Texas basketball could be a big-time problem for the SEC next year. Well, in a couple years, I guess, right? But here was my response. Wait a second, though. Um, Texas doesn't have a coach. So I guess if there's one big-time program in the country that's going to be looking for a coach, it would probably be Texas, right? That's the big job out there. But here's the thing. While Texas certainly has a bigger enrollment, way more money floating around in the University of Missouri. Are we sure that Texas has a higher upside in basketball than Missouri? Yeah, Texas is having a great season this year, in large part because, well, Chris Beard is an excellent basketball coach. Regardless of whatever happened off the court to get him fired, well, I think the guy can coach some hoops. And I think if you put a Chris Beard or Dennis Gates-like figure at a place like Texas or Missouri, you're going to see great results. Again, I just don't think, if you want to say that the upside at football at Texas is bigger than at Missouri, yeah, no kidding. I completely agree with you there. But in terms of basketball, is there really more money at Texas just in terms of, of basketball support? We all know Texas is the biggest football state arguably in the nation, 
But basketball-wise, I, I just don't really see the passion that is somehow surpassing what is at the University of Missouri. I'm just not seeing it. But fortunately now with the contract extension here, Missouri doesn't have to worry about that. Gates now going up from $2.5 million a year up to $4 million a year. Ooh, that is a lot of money for a basketball coach. Holy cow. And yet, I think he's worth every penny. I think this is where the money's going. Every single year, the football coaches' salaries go up, and guess what? The basketball salaries in this conference go up too. And even more importantly than his annual salary, a $25.5 million buyout if anybody wants to steal Dennis Gates away next season. Well, I'd say good luck to you there. You might like Dennis Gates down there in Austin, but do you like him $25 bucks that much? I don't know. I just don't really see it. But regardless, a smart move, I think, to get ahead of the curve. Obviously, a, a nice timing, too, after maybe the biggest win of the season for Missouri yesterday against Tennessee. Also, the assistant pool will be going up a little bit as well, the money that Gates can give to his assistants. And to that point, well, I'm not real worried about Dennis Gates going anywhere, that's for sure. I think he's pretty genuinely happy here, and I think Missouri will just keep paying him what his market value is. Also, unlike Mike Anderson, his alma mater of Cal Berkeley, not very viable. They don't really care about athletics, number one, and number two, the Pac-12 is basically is basically combusting before our very eyes. So that's not really an option for him either. But what is an option? I don't think Dennis Gates is going to be going anywhere, but you know what? Give it at least give it one more year of this type of basketball. It may not even take that long. I don't know. We'll see. But CY Young, Charlton Young, his lead assistant, his best buddy, well, they may be best buddies, and I know Dennis took him here for a reason. But he's going to be getting some offers that he's probably not going to be able to turn down one of these days if Gates and company keep doing good stuff. And you know what? My, my phone going off there, that can only mean one thing. It's time for me to wrap this quick edition, Saturday edition of Locked on Mizzou up. So you know what? Thanks for telling a friend, as always, for, to go to LockedOnMizzou.com so you can find this show on YouTube, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And oh, by the way, got a TikTok now as well i'm finally into 2023 find me on tiktok locked on mizzou so until next time and that'll be selection sunday definitely going to record after the selection show on sunday evening see you then right here on locked on mizzou March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.